Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prado. Today I'm talking again about how God is not talking to you. Now, lots of professing Christian ladies these days claim that God talks to them. Some even say they write down what he says and turn these writings into books or Bible lessons or devotionals. Well, the Spirit is not delivering additional scripture. And that's what it would be if the Spirit is speaking to a person and causing them, inspiring them to write down what he says. It would be scripture. So therefore, these women who make these claims are either lying or spiritually deceived. And since either one is certainly the case, actual Christian ladies should avoid this kind of material. Now, it's getting hard to avoid it, really. Um, William Young's The Shack was delivered to the author by a spirit. So was Beth Moore's When Godly People Do Ungodly Things. Sarah Young's Jesus Calling. Neil Donald Walsh's Conversations with God. Helen Shookman in her book, A Course in Miracles. All these authors claim were delivered to them by a spirit. And there are many others. The God told me and automatic writing are ancient issues. They're not new. But they were both revived and revamped in modern times. In the 1930s, Lutheran preacher Dr. Frank Buckman formed the Oxford group. And one of his teachings involved a, quote, spiritual solution end quote, of automatic writing. He called this practice guidance, and he taught his devotees how to wait with pen in hand for a spirit to endow the devotee's mind with words that they then automatically, like an automaton, wrote down. Here is a warning from author J.C. Brown from his book, the Oxford Group Movement, Is It of God or of Satan? He was rebutting the Oxford Group's notion that we can receive dictation from spirits. Quote, he, this is, um, uh, he means Buckman, he teaches his votaries to wait upon God with pencil and paper in hand each morning in a relaxed and inert condition and to write down whatever guidance they get. This, however, is just the very condition required by spiritist mediums to enable them to receive impressions from evil spin, and it's a path by abandoning scripture-instructed judgment, which God always demands, for the purely occult and psychic. And he has again and again led over the precipice. The soul that reduces itself to an automaton may at any moment be set spinning by a demon. End quote from J.C. Brown and his rebuttal of the Oxford Group's teaching of automatic writing. Now, any person 
who opens himself up to this kind of activity is, by definition, opening herself up to malevolent spirits to rush in. This God-told-me practice was again remarked upon by J.C. Brown, and I'll read another quote from his book, The Oxford Group Movement, Is It of God or of Satan? Quote, One more word about Dr. Buckman. It is said by those who know him, and I too have had the same experience when corresponding with him, that most of those who come into contact with him feel a definite magnetic influence. This is often indicative of demon possession, though the demon may be transformed like his master, Satan, into an angel of light, end quote. That quote above is how cult leaders become popular. I mean, think about how often you've heard people remark that he or she is so charismatic or he's so magnetic, I couldn't stop listening. I couldn't take my eyes off him. Well, Brown continues with comparing a demon-possessed man with a true man of God. Quote, a true man of God who is filled with the spirit exhibits a power over the world and the flesh and the devil, but not over the person with whom he comes into contact. One feels in his presence the very atmosphere of heaven and the heart is drawn out in love and desire, not so much to the man as to the Lord Jesus Christ, his heavenly savior, whom he is and whom he serves. End quote from J.C. Brown. Exactly. A demon-possessed or oppressed spiritist will draw you to himself. A true man of God will draw you to God. In this way, we know that no person who ever said in modern times, God told me, is actually drawing you to God. Too many women reject these warnings by saying, oh, no, no, I got closer to God. I was drawn to God. But if they examined themselves clear-eyed, they would find that they were really drawn to the person teaching these practices not to the redeemer, to the deceived person. It's hard to untangle, I know, but the best clue is when a teacher starts saying, God told me. No, he didn't. Avoid such people. Now, this teaching has become so prevalent that some people or women are afraid to kind of let go of the notion because you may wonder, is God involved in our lives and to what extent? And how will we know or have assurance that he is? Well, Phil Johnson explains in his great sermon, quote, Providence is remarkable, end quote. That's the name of the sermon. And Johnson says, quote, When the Lord wants to reassure the apostles, that the Almighty God is directly and personally and lovingly involved in their experience, and not only in their triumphs and successes, but also in their trials and sufferings. Jesus doesn't point them to the miracles. 
He doesn't talk about dreams and visions or mystical phenomena. He doesn't tell them to listen for a still small voice inside their heads. And he certainly doesn't tell them that their words have creative power. So when you encounter opposition, just go ahead and make a positive confession. No, Phil Johnson says instead, Jesus teaches them a truth we know as the doctrine of providence. He stresses the fact that God is intimately involved in all the details of our lives, even when we can't consciously sense his presence, even when we don't understand what he's doing or why he's doing it. Phil Johnson, from his sermon, Providence is Remarkable. Now, here's another resource for you. It's a book. I haven't read it, but it's on my way to my mailbox now, and it's called Counterfeit Kingdom, The Dangers of New Revelation, New Prophets, and New Age Practices in the Church by Holly Pivick and R. Douglas Givett. This is the book blurb that describes Counterfeit Kingdom. Quote, Is there a new reformation happening in the church? Well, it depends on who you ask. The New Apostolic Reformation, NAR, is a popular and fast-growing movement of Christians who emphasize signs and wonders and teach that God is giving new revelation through new apostles and prophets. But is this biblical Christianity in counterfeit kingdom Apologists and NAR experts, Pivik and Givet, show how the NAR's key tenets distort the gospel and twist the scriptures and are influenced by New Age practices and lead faithful Christians to shipwreck their faith. They also offer practical suggestions for readers who are already influenced by the NAR, curious about it, or concerned about loved ones who've been swept up in the movement. What used to be on the fringes of the church is now mainstream, and many are being influenced by it unaware. This book is a wake-up call, end quote. I agree. It's been so prevalent for so long that many people are afraid to let go of this idea that God is dictating new revelation or delivering it through a dream. If you are a true believer, sister, be assured God is involved in your life. The Spirit does indwell you. Jesus is interceding for you. No matter the circumstances, he is. Now, this is where faith comes in. You just have to trust that he is. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.